make it burn You What's going on? Get you every home. Keep you the vision. Nowhere to find. Learn how to take. Learn how to live. Before it's too late. Those restless eyes They turn to distraction There's no compromise Gotta take some time They're hard to find Don't let it get you down Materialize I love this fucking song, man How do I just discover this now, man? This is why Sometimes you need to fucking expand your fucking music Because again, you discover old shit now it's like you want to go down the rabbit hole of everything you've ever missed out in every, every genre. It's like, you missed too much for me. Close your doors. Harder to fight when you've gone down before. The scenes are so right, but they play out so wrong. So into the night, it goes on and on and on and on and on. Hopefully I can get this 5 p.m. Hopefully I can get this fucking done. I, I did do a little bit of, like, you know, again, I'm not doing full fucking recaps. And I'm, I'm still debating if I should fucking do it with, um, the AEW shit. Because, you know, I, I, I was so hell-bent on fucking doing it. And then, you know, the pay-per-view was fucking good. But then, as the fucking, you know, day approaches, because the only discourse that's available for uh, the weekly shows now are going to just be complaints and online angles. And because people don't have a fucking complete fucking problem... Like, if, if they carried on the same fucking angles, people will complain because, like, oh, we should get to the next pay-per-view, right? But, it's like, that's a couple of months away. You kind of let the fucking, you know, the remaining angles kind of fucking linger until you get, like, maybe a month, like, you know, over a month to the paper, like, you know, over a month to the pay-per-view, basically. You know what I mean? Then you start, like, you know, working... uh then you start, like, kind of promoting, you know what I mean? And, uh, but then if they started doing new angles, then people would fucking then, you know, go, oh, by the time the pay-per-view comes, I'm not excited for this because it's been going on for too fucking long. 
So it's like it's it's, it's like the fucking anti AEW. Like, like they're not even anti because they're being paid by AEW to be fucking shitheads online. So they're just there to cause fucking you know more um like just to basically post for more engagement basically because it's it's it's, a, it's about their fucking bottom line. They don't actually care about the actual programs or people that will get chances to fucking elevate and all that kind of stuff. They just care about their favorites who are doing online fucking works. They accuse others of being like WWE fans, yet they're the ones who are like WWE fans in the sense that they're doing the same fucking anti-trope that they were doing in the 2010s. And in 2023, it doesn't really fucking, uh, it doesn't mean as much. Like, yeah, it gets more annoying and it fucking gets the top of the fucking discourse all the time. But that doesn't mean that it actually fucking means as much as it used to be. It just has more, more fucking incentive to now do the negative online fucking thing. That's why online accounts lose their shit whenever anybody calls out their intentions, right? Because some of them will fucking fancy themselves critics or just fans and all that kind of shit. When they're like, like there's literally no one that's fucking uncompromised from this fucking shit. Every person online is being compromised. If, if you're someone that fancies yourself a fucking online critic and all that, you'll uh, co-sign shit that most likely you had some fucking uh, involvement in, whether it's one of your friends being involved with a project or you get a fucking writing credit behind the fucking scenes for helping partake in it. And if you're not a part of something, then you start tearing shit down because it's not to your fucking liking. Like, you, like you just can't fucking express... That, like, that, okay, I don't fucking like this. This is not how I would do it. But then if anyone else fucking likes it, you'll fucking lose, a fuck, you'll lose your shit and try to fucking get people to engage with you. So when, like, people like Seth Rogen fucking say that people online, like, they wouldn't be tearing people down if they knew what, um, if they knew, like, w- like what kind of work goes into this kind of shit. And to to a lot of people, like, okay, so he probably also means that anyone who criticizes, because sometimes if you just criticize a movie and say, ah, this wasn't for me, they think any criticism is, like, completely, like, unfounded. Like, you, oh, my, how dare you criticize art when we're putting it out for you, even though, like, you're putting out for our, our opinions. But, like, the hard work could be also how it's supposed to cater to the online contingent as well. Because now, no matter how, no matter what people fucking want to say or not, like, say, is that, you know, a lot of the entertainment is, like, designed to get over online. Like, you have to cater to the online. So, so, so it's kind of hard, it's hard to fucking, uh, like, you know, go about doing genuine shit when literally you're supposed to do shit that's a catering to fucking online clicks. And if the online clicks can't shake you down and get fucking, you know, some equity out of it, they will then fucking completely fucking shit on it. Like, all I'm saying is that what they call the whole customer is always right mentality has, like, made it see... It's given given bad faith actors the intention to basically shit on anything that they have an agenda against. If they hate the fucking celebrity, they're always going to fucking shit on what the celebrity fucking does. But it's, it's just as much of a fucking parody as what the mainstream media is. It's just, it's online, so it's supposed to have more more credibility because online stuff is just some underground message board. And I, I just get, I get fucking sick of that fucking narrative, you know what I mean? And until, the, until that shit fucking happens to, like, you know, a, a lot of you, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, people didn't like certain fucking movies that, that some fucking, you know... Like, you know, some of these online accounts do, and they, they, and they and for days they'll lose their fucking mind because people didn't like it. 
Like, they're the ones who are the most fucking sensitive about it, but then yet, they'll attack other fucking people. Like, and you can point out that Seth Rogen's fucking rich. Right? Oh, look, another rich guy. But it's like, a lot of you online are being funded by other rich fucking people as well, though. This is why it's dangerous to do the whole aesthetic about, like, oh, um, you, you, divide them by fucking the rich and the rich and, uh, because it, by the rich and the poor, kind of, in a way. Even though the people online, they might not be as rich, but they're still being funded by billionaires. So you're still working at the behalf of billionaires. But it's it's like you, you've, like, when you do blind labels, it also limits it, limits the fucking narrative to be done where, like, like, it's not by, like, what, what color you are or what, like, you know, uh, class you're in. It's like if you're on the good side, you're on the good side, you're on the bad side, you're on the bad side, kind of in a way, right? So what the call, and again, again, Seth Rogen's probably supposed to be on the bad side because every old guard, every old guard person now who's, like, in the older guard now, like, not in the newer, like, you know, he was in the newer guard before where he was more organic and all that kind of shit. But, you know, when time goes on, you become more of a fucking heel. I don't know. But people are complaining because of Orange Cassidy and Lethal, you know. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a television match, and I'm sure the reason why they're putting it on because maybe they'll fucking actually have a fucking title change. If not, then I don't know why you're throwing Lethal in another fucking... I guess Tony Khan's saying 1-1. One, one, one. The thing is, does every single fucking card have to be super fucking amazing if you're already just shooting some fucking angles? Maybe he shouldn't promote, uh, promote uh, you know, maybe he shouldn't promote a lot, but at the same time, some people might look forward to this shit. But it, it's clear now that whatever fucking happens is designed for, you know, his online discussion. Like, like, if FDR come back for a fucking promo, I don't even really give two shits anymore. Because, like, you know, like for guys that fucking claim they hate sports entertainment, maybe you should fucking hate Tony Khan for, you know, putting you in a sports entertainment angle online to do this, oh my god, oh, we're, we're so unhappy here, we're so unhappy here. If you're so unhappy, then fucking leave then. Like and and then and the, and and then when people fucking you know start reacting to it, you get fucking mad that people are reacting when you're the one putting it out there to fucking fuel the fucking flames. And then it, because like that's the only way that people online can keep like you know online you know, you can't actually have honest discussion about where the fucking you know where the company is fucking going and how they're organizing some of these things, organizing some of these things. But it's like, dude. How, how many times are you going to do the tired fucking tropes? Like, people can accuse anyone who doesn't, like, complain about the cards every single fucking week. WWE fucking, like, oh, oh, a lot of you like WWE, but a lot of you guys are, like, you know, rehashed internet fucking personalities from the 2000s and 2010s. At least over there, at least on, during those times, you can be able to convince fucking people. You know, for, for, for you know, I, I mean, in the 2010s, I was, like, kind of, I was, like, the, the reason why I didn't fucking, you know, uh, you know, get more over with fucking, you know, the, like, you know, in the discourse is because I would always be calling out that I think most of the fucking shit that they're doing is a work, even the complaints and all that kind of stuff. It would, it would kind of put heat on me because I wasn't going along with the internet narrative. And now in 2023, that doesn't really mean as much anymore. The internet narrative, you know what I mean? It's just as fucking uh, hacky as the fucking mainstream is.
And just because you're on the internet and you're uh, dunking on people who are designed to be fucking dunked on because they're a part of the establishment. But you don't look at what you guys do as part of the establishment because what you're doing is horny on main tweets. You're saying inappropriate fucking things to make it seem like 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 the inappropriate things is because you know you're being initiated into it. So now a lot of you gotta act like fucking caricatures. Then they get and they get mad that people assume who they are by what they write online, right? And then they'll claim that no one knows who they are. And then they'll say, "Oh, uh, I'm just like how I am in my fucking tweets." Like, I see people fucking, I see person like, a, a lot of people who just engage in fucking non-stop fucking conflict online. I just tweet in my own little fucking corner, really. Like, I, I, time and time, you, you might get me to engage with, like, you know, one of, like, the actual professional wrestler accounts, or, you know, per, you know, like, but barely, like, just arguing with some of these fucking fan bases, like, 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 for, like I went at it with Jimmy Dore fucking stands for, for a bit, Right? And 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 the, and the thing is, even like you know, even though I might not know who these people are individually, and and, I, and I've been to I've been to battles with fuck you know, online battles with some of the online contingent over like you know uh, wishing harm on Carl Anderson and all that kind of shit, and then they think and and people are, are so fucking desperate to think that I'm looking for an interaction with Carl, dude. If me and Carl Anderson never fucking talk, like you know, I'm I'm not gonna lose any fucking sleep, right? Like you know what I mean? I was just doing it on a human fucking level. But the fact that a lot of these internet fucking accounts think that you're working for an interaction tells me that you guys are the ones that work for an interaction. You want to be seen by your fucking favorites online so that you get fucking noticed. A lot of you are just pick means. That's what it, I mean. I mean, that's what it really is. So when I know the fucking tactics being used because. A lot of the fucking people that have attacked me over the last fucking decade plus have the same fucking formula. They just think because they have manpower and resources that they can do their fucking tired fucking shtick. You know how many people I had a fucking like I had sit, I mean, how many times I sit through a shitty backhanded fucking uh, um I it, mean the backhanded fucking I mean the backhanded fucking uh, compliments that they that people do. It's more like how hacky you think it is. You think you got one over on me. Even though, even though, like I'm, I'm, I'm manifesting, thinking horrible things about you. Whenever anyone tries to fucking embarrass me or humiliate me or take pleasure in humiliating me, you know, the people will talk about me in in, in their private little fucking gatherings and all that kind of shit, or in their fucking group chats. While you know, while having the satisfaction that no one really interacts with what I fucking say. But the thing is, I don't really need the interaction because I always know that my shit is being dissected. I don't hold the same things of value that a lot of you do. People will show up, oh my, you're, you're losing followers, huh? Like, okay, so what? I, I, I know you, pretentious followers are like every fucking, like a lot of the fake stats are everything to you because you want the aesthetic. But I'm telling you, if you're still a miserable, like, and, and these people that do that, are people that have good aesthetic. They've been meeting different celebrities. They've been going to different fucking gatherings. They've been having their fucking orgies and all that. And yet they're still trying to dunk on me for losing followers. Like that should like if I was having all that, like if that's supposed to be all like the, the um, you know, a paradise and all that. If I was having all that all that great aesthetic, I wouldn't even give a shit if you're losing fucking followers. But a lot of you are fucking like clicking on every fucking tweet I fucking make. 
screenshotting everything I fucking do. And I, I, I know people screenshot what I fucking do. I like to test it out, so I sometimes I'll delete some tweets. But it just confirms that the fucking trolls will always screenshot everything I fucking do. So they fucking love... They, they, they probably think that by screenshotting it, they're showing that, like, oh, we got his deleted tweets. Like, okay, I, I know, I, I've, I've been knowing that for a while. I've been pointing that fucking shit out. Like, you, you aren't doing anything fucking new. You're just being a fucking obnoxious nuisance. You know how many fucking tactics fucking these people fucking do to try to drive you fucking insane? They keep doubling down. I mean, you keep doubling down, but you're not going to fucking feel any better. Like, eventually, like, your, your mental illness will unravel. They don't like me. People don't like me to be opinionated, or they don't like that I can produce. Like, if I'm trying to do something fucking quote unquote funny, even though it might not fucking hit, I have I I have a, a better time knowing that nobody helped me fucking write shit. I think you know what I mean people won't support you unless they fucking ghostwrite your fucking shit. So it, it gives them like, oh look, I I contributed. I mean, people can contribute, but it's like I like to fucking come up with my own fucking way. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not good at anything else. Putting putting together interesting theories and angles is probably my only fucking good use on this fucking planet. And people want to intercept that with their fucking poison and their propaganda. They can't, you know, they can't be satisfied with all the other stuff that they fucking have. They'll just fucking hate listen and then get double down when I fucking see them or when I interact with them. But there's like no fucking difference between what's going on in the online and the real life. Real life. Everyone just becomes caricatures. No one knows how to be them fucking selves anymore. If everyone's a fucking character, then what? I mean, then, then what good is it? The card doesn't look too bad for dynamite. Let me see something. Let me let me see. Let's see. You got a lot to learn. You're playing with fire. You might get burned. You you gotta take some time and fight for the sorry. Okay. Okay, so Wardlow versus Hobbs. Okay, that's good. Okay, that's, that's, that's good. I'm sure the result is gonna fucking, you know, if Hobbs loses. Uh, the All Atlantic title between Orange Cassidy and Jay. I just hope they fucking just let Jay Lethal fucking win the title. You know what I mean? Like, Orange Cassidy has had a good run with it. You can now kind of drop it off. Because otherwise, then Lethal and Jarrett, or Lethal or Jarrett keep losing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I know they, they'll win smaller matches, but then they keep losing the matches that are supposed to count, really. So just let, Le I mean, let Lethal fucking have, like, you know, a title at least. 
I know people will say, oh, it's all right. But the thing is, it's like, most of the time... Okay, listen. I, I know there's been devaluing the titles. This If there's one year that devalues 2022. But I feel still, even though, like, you know, they did a hell of a number during 2022 with the fucking title. For the most... You know what I mean? With the, with, between the Sammy and Scott, you know. Um, but, um... But, um, what I'm saying is that the titles still have more value than a lot of the, I mean, well, not, I mean, WWE titles, the mid-court titles are now trying to, you know, kind of, they they feel semi-important now more, you know, they feel, you know what I mean, like, they feel like, you know, they're, they're, like, they, you know, they're like, you know, rare defenses and all that kind of stuff with certain, with certain titles and all that type of shit. But, you know, I, I still think that the All-Atlanta title fucking, you know, it has been better booked. If Jay Lethal has it, you know what I mean? You can do more angles with it, but, you know, he, he definitely deserves a fucking title. Ruby Soho, Ruby Soho versus Sky Blue. Okay, whatever. AR Fox versus Top Flight versus Chris Jericho, Garcia, and Sammy Guevara. Maybe they go for the fucking trio of titles at one point. I mean, I'm not saying for a pay-per-view or anything like that, but maybe they do. Because I, I do think Garcia's going to eventually get kicked out or something like that. Or he leaves, I don't know. John Silver and Alex Reynolds versus guy Moxie's again. See Moxie, is definitely trying to fucking you know get people to like kind of like question his booking now, because I, I mean sometimes you can take a fucking night off from fucking wrestling, but I guess he's gonna keep fucking going, and you'll hear from him, you'll hear from Hangman Adam Page. I guess I don't know. I mean normally when some of these cars don't look super enthralling and all that kind of stuff. Like, they still end up being pretty fucking good shows. But, I mean, I mean honestly, man, I, I, you know, ratings and all that type of shit, it's just more discourse for, you know, for, for, to, like, keep some, keep some trope in wrestling, you know, um, a constant, basically. Like, nowadays, there's other ways of fucking watching the shit that doesn't get counted for. Even though now people are trying to say that the Nelson ratings also count, like, you know, um, like, different viewing habits also, like, not just whatever. But to me, I think that's just a fucking cop-out. The system has been outdated for a long fucking time. It, it just people need that to, like, have some discourse. Because, again, if you take that away, then it's like half the fucking discourse is gone. They have to create more discourse. They have to create more conversation. And when you're creating more conversation, it doesn't fucking come off as authentic. You know what I mean? If it's all manufactured, then what does it really fucking mean? Because you're not going to get, like, real... All you're going to get is fucking culture war shit. Like, you're not going to get real fucking discussion going on whatsoever. Especially if you're not, if you're not allowed to interpret shit the way that you're allowed to interpret it. Like if you're not getting if you're not getting on with the online narrative, then your narrative doesn't mean a goddamn thing anymore. It's either you blindly accept the fucking establishment narrative the way that they do their like their blind truth, even though like they'll be lying on the surface about certain shit, or you go on the internet 
and get with every fucking opinion that fucking counters like the official fucking the official establishment narrative. Even though like the the criticism is also part of the establishment narrative. If that makes sense. You're not allowed to fucking actually and then if you dare interpret for your own for your own shit, then people online will then fucking mock that anyone's free is doing free thinking because we're not f- doing the limited free thinking that only sides with their fucking point of view. So what does it like really mean if like you're manufacturing like that much of uh like if you're manufacturing that much of a conversation too? Like, it, like, do you not realize how fucking sociopathic that fucking shit is? Like, how fucking mentally ill that fucking shit is? Like, we're all fucking mentally ill in this mentally ill society. And, and only some of us can fucking reflect on that, because none of us want to admit how mentally damaged we all are. By default, even if you're the sanest person on the planet, you'd still be mentally fucking damaged, because nothing about this fucking world makes any goddamn sense. Nothing about it is fucking, you know, mentally stable at all. And yet we're fighting for who looks fucking more normal when, like, literally inside every, every single one of us are fucking breaking down more and more. I'm the only one that gets really fucking transparent about it because of all the fucking insanity that's fucking playing out in our fucking world, how they're fucking just using political discourse. They know the, they know the implosion is near, so now we need filler propaganda to, you know, basically get us there. We need more, you know, promoted fucking shit. Like, even this, like, you know, this, uh, you know, um... Like, this whole thing about, like, um... Like, you know how, like, even with this Tucker Carlson stuff, right? He's purposely misleading. But at the same time, people in the establishment are also kind of, in my personal opinion... Like, meaning that, like, you know, Stephen Colbert will say something about, oh, the only reason why the cop was um, politely escorting uh, QAnon Shaman was because, like, you know, there's a hostage situation going on. But if I'm, if I'm to believe that this whole thing was designed to happen because it was a, a test run for when they're really going to fucking do it, and this was designed to cause more reason why it will fucking happen because, like, either because Tucker Carlson, he's inciting, I mean, he knows what he's doing. He's inciting another one by telling them and by misleading them by telling them it's a fucking peaceful one when we see the opposite fucking footage. But at the same time, some of the people who are on the left who are just kind of countering, like, the obvious lies that Tucker Carlson's doing, they are also, like, like pretending that. Like you know, some of the some of the fucking pol- police letting people in, or letting or or politely walking with them. Like to me, it's like what is Tucker Carlson not fucking showing you? You know what I mean? Like they found a gimmicked way for him to be able to uh, be allowed to do to to do that. You know what I mean? It had to be by like you know the fucking uh, the fucking you know the um, the pack that try to fucking get the package. The pack that tried to get uh, McCarthy to give in to some things, whatever. And I'm sure Tucker Carlson's not showing you more, but to me, in my personal belief, and I have no fucking facts to back me up because I'm just, you know, men- a mentally ill person just guessing what's fucking happening, right? You know what I mean? I'm just interpreting in my own fucking... I mean, again, if you weaponize my mental health to not believe a goddamn thing I fucking say, fine, cool, you guys have used that multiple times. You've got in multiple people to do that, to destroy, to destroy any quote-unquote credibility that I have, 
Even though, like, none of you are credible yourselves, even if, like, you're given the official fucking title, it just means you're promoted in the fucking system. You'll still limit the, meaning that, like, you're good at what the talent is. And I'm not, and you work hard, I'm not saying that. But I'm also saying that when you're in the system, you have to limit your, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'll give props to scientists all fucking day. But when you're part of the establishment, and you're not fucking disclosing that there's advanced fucking science, and how far we actually are... Then, like, to me, it's like, yeah, okay, I, I respect you as a scientist for, you know, maybe actually knowing these things behind the scenes. But, like, on the surface, you're only going to go as far as the establishment lets you fucking go. And then that's what leads to, you know, pseudoscience from the fucking right wing, who never really believe in science anyways. But because p- there's people who genuinely don't believe it, like, the you know, people, there's people that genuinely believe that they have a lot of the fucking cures for things that they say they don't have the cures for. And for and again, you ought to be a conspiracy theorist. If you're looking at by your on surface logic, wouldn't it make more sense business wise for that to be a, for people to pay the fucking I mean, all you talk about how exploitative the me, uh, the medical field is and 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 how you know how pharmacies and all that fucking make killings and all that, wouldn't it make more sense to pay for the treatment rather than getting the fucking cure? But you can't fucking... Uh, I mean, they, they keep telling you that these people are doing evil things. You just can't, you know, take it to the next fucking level. So, like, you know, like... And, and, then, and then even if you... Like, you, so, so his audience and the fucking people that are propping that Tyler Carlson is telling the truth. Right? They, you know, what they call, like, they'll put one little fucking truth in there. But, like, you know, people, if people fucking, you know, use a conspiratorial thinking, maybe you would get to the conclusion that maybe a lot of this discourse between Trump was designed to make fucking money and draw a lot of fucking money and ratings by having fucking people talk about this shit while you have these theatrical fucking things that are going down so it empowers the right wing even fucking more while you're giving us false hope that, oh my God, we're going to get Trump this time, we're going to get Trump this time, we're going to get Trump this time. And all you did was nothing. All, all, all it did was create more shitheads on the alt media who pretend like they're better than the mainstream media because they dunk on obvious fucking lies. And then at the same time, now you fucking, you've, like, loosened your fucking guard to now fucking pretend that Tucker Carlson is somehow someone that's telling the fucking truth because he's talking about things that the Democrats will blindly just fucking dismiss as conspiracies. And people think that the admissions in the text, because, like, you know, like, that's designed for the, that's designed for ammo, for the Democrats to fucking counter with, right? Even, even though this is all obvious. But people who view it in a, in, in a, in a right-wing conspiratorial frame, they think that those admissions and text are just ways to get people to fucking actually fucking bend. Like, me, me that, like, although they don't really actually feel that way, they were, t- they were forced to because the, 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 the system is against Trump, so they're, and, and because you know the history of, like, FBI forcing confessions or the cops forcing confessions and all that kind of stuff, they will apply it to the right wing, which is why you get fucking guys like Chris Hedges talking about how, like, he's comparing the January 6th rioters um, to, like, you know, the black, because, again, when you play by the on-surface rules, Right to t- talk about like, like like you know 
the 60s, the 60s, 70s era of fucking corruption that the FBI did in, 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 like, in the obvious ways, even though now it's advanced where now you have feds actually calling out the feds themselves, because a lot of these entertainers and, you know, p- political figures are fucking government fucking feds. Everyone kind of becomes a fucking fed, but then they want to pretend that they're fucking entertainers. That's what. So to me, either either what they call like you know the, 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 they purposely are holding some of these January six rioters, um, making it seem like they're actually like being punished. But if I if if I'm to believe in my fucking theory, and again I'm not saying my theory is fucking true, you know what I mean? I don't I don't fucking know anything. I'm just a mentally ill guy in my mother's basement, right? You know what I mean? I talk about Illuminati clones, right? I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a well, well in the head kind of fucking guy, right? So I mean, so then I, you know, I can, my mentally ill ass can put out a fucking theory that maybe I think that you know the FBI is actually in on it with Trump to make it look like it was framed, and if there are neoliberals that are part of it, it was designed for the right wing to feel justified when the next time they fucking do it, which is why what they called, you know. Which is why it will look like some of these guys that are speaking the truth are going to be the heads of this kind of fucking thing. And, and Chris Hedges used to be someone that, you know, like that seemed like he was making sense in the 2010s more often. But then again, whenever the alt-media people, you know, normalize different people that become fucking forces... Of like you know being like you know very, who are leading more to the right in a sophisticated new way, because they seem like they're being anti-war, but like anyone can just say they're anti-war while you know propagandizing for other governments. Even in the again, this is not saying like you know what I mean like you know I'm I'm not saying like I I always think that the war was always going to be inevitable. And people got ahead of it to pretend like... Like, I'm not saying that there aren't people that are truly anti-war. That the, the, I'm not saying there aren't any people that are truly anti-war. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there are people at their core who are. But there are some people who become public figures who can just take advantage of that and think because they're on the internet mostly that it suddenly means that you're not as mainstream on any level. That you're speaking more fucking truth because you'll have credibility to your fucking name. But a lot of you in the alt media have normalized a lot of fucking uh, shitty fucking people, and and yet with the call like you know you you guys would be the ones that would lose your shit over mainstream media normalizing shitty fucking people, and yet a lot of you get a pass for doing it because of what you're in the alt media, because you can use that independent frame, even though like independent doesn't really mean shit anymore because there's always dark money going into places. You just say you just say it so you look like. There's more effort to fucking shield what your persona is than there is with the mainstream media. At least we know the mainstream media is complete and utter shit. They make it obvious every other fucking day. I don't know. Um... Yeah, but you know, but but this is what TYT fucking does, you know. TYT helps, uh, you know. Like, how how can I get real analysis from like all these independent media people? 
you know, if they don't even cover, like, you know, what systemically is going on in, like, like how much, like, the entertainment world is designed to manufacture your consent, and then people wonder why, like, you'll look at the obvious fucking politicians that are enacting stuff, but if you don't think that, like, the entertainment that we've consumed and the different personalities that fucking exist aren't designed to fucking manipulate and manufacture consent for other fundamentalist like shit, then, like, how am I supposed... Like, the thing is, the reason why they'll never cover, like, the real celebrity shit, other than you're covering it in, like, the most gossipy kind of fucking way, the most water-cooler type of fucking way, they will... They, they all want to become entertainers themselves. So everyone now who's becoming an entertainer has to analyze situations and giving their, their expert analysis on, on on things that are not, like, it just comes off like a fucking very shitty sitcom. Where you think you're, like, you're, where you think you're in Seinfeld or you think you're in The Office or something like that. That's what, like, half of this fucking conversation is. That's why you can't really have a genuine conversation. Everyone's just fucking uh, uh, presenting for their fucking agenda, and I, I really have no fucking time to fucking do that. I, like talk talking to people who are you know who think they're better, but like 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 the, like the smugness on them thinking they're better because they uh, think they're thinking more normally, even though like the like the regular and obvious rules on the surface don't apply, but they use it when they need to, even though there's more like if any indication the rules don't apply. You know, it's like, it's been evident in the last fucking, it's been evident in the last fucking 13 years where people who, you know, have been quote-unquote canceled are still making fucking money. And all of a sudden, like, you know, people who are complaining about cancel culture are suddenly silent because these people are still making a fucking living. Because the people online are just, as, are just mentally prostitute themselves for billionaires to fucking pretend and, and play a victim complex while shitting on other people who legit might be fucking victims. How am I supposed to fucking get real analysis of, of, of what's to come and all that kind of shit? You know what I mean? You should be, people who know the fucking outcome should be warning people of what's to fucking come. You'll keep normalizing more and more, like they'll keep normalizing more and more fucked up things that we'll get mad about. But what are we actually going to fucking do about it? You know what I mean? You have to keep you have to keep eating a shit sandwich and go. Oh, we're gonna beat them with ideas. Well, guess what? They're beating us with ideas, and they're and they're the ones running with the fucking ball, and 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 a lot of you are falling for the fucking shitty sports entertainment. Oh, look, another another um alt right media personality in Tim Pool, who says like the most shocking and fucking disgusting fucking things, because he's a fucking shock jock basically. And then you're going to have, you know, the trope of, oh my god, let's hear from his family members. And then, because the family members are going to say something bad about him being a hypocrite in the most limited fucking way possible, you then prop up the fucking family, whose social equity is rising to be part of the discourse. So you're probably actually helping Tim Pool. Why? Because you're fascinating. Like, again, and you guys want to all you guys want to pretend like you're better than the mainstream fucking media because somebody's dunking on one of your fucking villains that you're promoting while pretending that you're goofing on him.
Like, like there's a purity test for every single fucking person. Like, like you, you, you get credit from other compromised hacks. Um, if you say some some bare minimum anti-war message on a fucking right-wing fucking platform to basically help the fact that only this right-wing platform is doing it while you're not disclosing what you're associated with. You're not disclosing what neocons you're associated with. Because if you think that what to call, like, you know, the Democrats have ties in with, with Ukraine, and I'm not even denying that because there's always something shady going on in politics with Democrats and Republicans. But at the same time, they actually, like, because, like, the online shit is just as mainstream as the other, you know, more mainstream than the mainstream media now. Because there's millions of people that fucking, you know, watch shit on the fucking internet. And the only fucking mainstream media clip that you fucking see are, like, you know, 20-second fucking clips, two-minute clips. And it's obvious fucking dunking on fucking, you know, and you think you're impressed with that. But, like, you know, you, but, like, it's, it's amazing that some of these fucking post-left fucking people don't have as much, uh, you know, they take the bare, they'll take the bare minimum of truth, just like how the mainstream media does, and then promote them. Like, Jimmy Dore promoting, you know, Dennis, uh, you know, him and Aaron Maté and Max Blumenthal are, are promoting, you know, Dennis uh, Kucinich, who, like, again, I, I can never remember every single fucking problematic thing that they did, but, like, if, if I already have a bad feeling about you because I've heard your name and I've seen you advocate for fucking shitty fucking things, so now because you're calling it the Nord Stream pipeline thing, which, by the way, they don't, listen, even though the establishment is fucking telling you to support Ukraine, they really don't want you to fucking actually support fucking Ukraine. The people that are drumming it up are the people, like, all the fucking blue check marks that are fucking doing the blind thing and not even asking any fucking question whatsoever. Like, they're designed to be fucking hated. So now people online can take advantage and say that, what they're called, oh yeah, Russia is defending itself and all that kind of shit. And there's not, again, like, you know, you shouldn't judge Russian people. You shouldn't fucking, you know, discriminate against them. You shouldn't discriminate against Ukrainian fucking people. You shouldn't discriminate, you know what I mean? Like, just look at the fucking governments that are fucking gonna make bank off this. The fucking armed dealers that are gonna make fucking banks off it. You know, the war contractors and all that shit. And you act like fucking Russia doesn't have fucking war contractors as well. See, the problem is they make it seem like, uh, People, like, government and government in the U.S. hate, like, like, you know, the leaders in other countries, even though they're all aligned together. And it's, like, it's amazing that people will always point out what the neocons and neoliberals are tied to. But then they don't want to admit that there's neocons who are from probably the Bush era as well. The right-wing trajectory is aligned with fucking, you know, the right-wing in Russia. Like, for some reason, you can't fucking think that. Because I'm supposed to buy into this fucking whole thing by the aesthetic of country versus country, when by now in 2023, it feels to me that the game is 20 times more advanced. So even if you say you're a fucking, you know, an anti-war fucking person, and there's some people that are anti-war fucking people, but like if you're, like, you know, and, and like even people in the, in the U.S. that think, you know, some of the people that will call out like legit things about what China, the government might be doing, Right? But, like, their intention is to, like, start a fucking war. And it's, like, it's, 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 it's always a fucking inevitable. You know, like, you know, if they already have it in fucking plan, it's gonna fucking happen. 
It's something I think that people in the alt media know that, that it's, it's, things are designed to happen so they can get ahead of it and protect whatever interest that they fucking have. And then at the same time, the fucking U.S., like, 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 like the U.S. people that will call out, you know, fucking, you know, other fucking governments, they do it in such a fucking way where, like, it's, like, fucking so disgusting because they'll praise the fucking, you, like, the, you, you'll fucking make it look like the, some of the right-wing people are the ones that are actually legit, like, looking like they're more left with some of their talking points than the actual fucking liberals out there. And I think you know what you're fucking doing when you do that. I think you're trying to make people go more to the right wing. Because a lot, because a lot of you, that's why a lot of you would need the aesthetic of country versus country. You know, I don't know. Like, like you know, like, like a lot of like alt, like alt right fucking fundamentalist Christian people, they'll look at like album covers, right? And again, listen, I, again, I'm not gonna say something is satanic because again, like those things get muddied, especially with the like. I, I'm I, I'll admit fully that I'm not the smartest fucking person on the fucking planet. So like you know anything that looks fucking demonic or looks occultic or looks fucking like a Freemasonry shit, whatever anyone just calls it Satanism, right? The thing is, like, even with, like, with, with, like, the, like, like, these album covers, like, do symbolize fucking things. Like, I feel like, like, you know, it's also marketing as well. But at the same time, like, it feels like if there is, like, anything about, like, uh, like, like, devil worshipping or, like, you know, like, always, like, talking about Hail Satan and all that kind of shit. Some people in the industry will make it seem like they're doing an atheist to, like, mock, you know, the super religious Right, but some, but see again, some of these super religious fucking people exist. Like you know, the fundamentalists. I I believe the fundamentalists are the ones that actually worship fucking Satan. Like the like in the Christian. Like, I mean, you don't gotta be a Satanist, but like I mean, I'm talking about like Christian fundamentalism, and it feels like by them going off on it, like you, it encourages people to like, then embrace, like the symbolism of fucking a Satan. You know, like a Satan worshipping, like within the fundamentalism sense, right? But you think because that's like sticking it to the religious people that believe in quote unquote Jesus, because I don't think they actually do, or or they have some fucked up version of what they believe in. But like, like the fundamentalists have ties within the showbiz fucking world. People don't. People always point out that like you know, oh, the delegations run. You know, they always point out the Jewish delegation, but people have don't realize that. It, Christian fundamentalism has actually been what actually has been um, funding a, a lot of what goes on in Hollywood and show business now. It just not, it's not the aesthetic. The aesthetic of it is not uh, it like it's it's not like matching up. It looks like you're like you know It looks like like some type of progressivism, even though there's always an agenda. You know what I mean? Uh, the thing is, I don't know if this is a smart idea because, again, I I, I saw this on TYT, right? But but um, government, uh, you know, Newsom, um, Gavin Newsom is threatening not to do business with Walgreens because they might in certain I think in certain states they might not sell the abortion pill. But I have to be, like, 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 meaning that, like, I'm sure there's some fucking thing that we're not looking at properly that, 
like it, like it seems like a good idea, like you know symbolism wise, because again, like you know, like you don't fucking you know don't uh you know uh, negotiate with terrorists type of deal, right? But because TYT, whenever there's an issue with uh, Gavin Newsom, and they know that the like the like you know, limited shit's gonna fucking happen, right? They always go to the right of whatever Gavin Newsom is fucking talking about, even if like Gavin Newsom is not like the best representative for. Like, what, you know, even though, like, he might not do a shitty job, like, all politicians on the surface are designed to do. It's just, like, we, we need people to play the roles to make the world implode even fucking more. So, like, the, whenever I see TYT criticizing Gavin Newsom, I know that, like, they have an agenda because with, when it comes to California fucking politics, they seem to fucking be like, always kind of leaning more right, and they're, like, like, mean they're practicing regionally, it's like, you know, they're, they're, they're doing Vince McMahon, um, um, showing up at, um, showing up at, what's it called, uh, uh, is it Smoky Mountain, or USWA, whatever the fuck it is, where he showed up as a fucking, like, where he showed a video of him being a heel, with the fucking, with, with the championship, before he became an actual heel, and then when it becomes, and then and, and slowly but surely, you're noticing more and more like they'll cover some fucking pro- like be some progressive issues and speak out on some of the evil that's going on in limited fucking ways, of course. But you'll notice that like they tend to now go under the whole woke wokeism is getting out of control, like shtick as well. But like right now they're practicing regionally for some of the rants they're going off on, but when it comes to crime and homelessness, basically. That's how I fucking see it. So I don't know, you know, I mean, it seems like a fucking, I don't know, it seems like a fucking, you know, a, a good a good way to fucking go at their pockets if, uh... But then people are pointing out, oh, he doesn't stop, Gavin Newsom doesn't stop uh, some of these Walgreens fucking uh, robberies that have been going on. You, like, here's the thing, what they're called, uh, viral videos now, and viral shit is so far, and, you know, d- different currency exist, where now you can literally... Like, get any person who's willing to make any fucking money to go and do something bad for camera, so, for the camera, so that it goes viral. And with the call, like, it's, like, like, it's, 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 like, everyone's in on the fucking work with it, basically. People act like, if that's the, like, I mean, if you can t- tell me that things are being funded in public schools for these meltdowns, you're telling me that they can't fund some of the fucking fear-mongering for crime and homelessness? You're telling me they, they, they can't fucking... Like, if you show me that you can do flash mob in, in different areas and Nathan Felder can do the rehearsal, you're telling me that that, like, that can't be incorporated into our real fucking lives? I'm supposed to dumb down my fucking answer because I'm supposed to fucking get on your fucking shitty level? Oh, because also conspiratorial. Well, maybe everyone fucking should because the world is shit. And a lot of you who pretend to make try to make it better are not doing a fucking good job either. A lot of you are just waiting to go to the fucking right wing. And that's not like a brave way to fuck. I know because most of you are fucking cowards. So most of you would want to go on the regressive side eventually. Because a lot of you think that, oh my god, I, I if I don't, then I won't be part of the personality. Like we need more fucking cookie cutter, mediocre personalities pretending to be fucking interesting. Who are just gonna? Who just only fucking advocate for things that they fucking just um, happen to fucking like in the discourse? They all want to be sports entertainers. 
Everyone, like, literally everyone has, like, you know, like, main character fucking syndrome, basically. And this is coming from, this is coming from somebody that literally has bought into all those mentalities at one fucking point. That's why I get more aggressive about it. People might think that, oh, I'm being preachy. But no, I, I speak as somebody that, like, was in that fucking mind frame. And I, I saw how pretentious it was, and I saw how phony it was. I see how agenda driven it was. I saw the, 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 I saw, I saw deeper fucking ways of how they fucking normalize racist propaganda. And I fucking chose to want to speak out, um, even though I might not have been on board one hundred percent with every single thing. I've still fallen for ignorance. I'm not gonna fucking lie. But at least I've shown the work in in, in my ignorance, and I explain the mental illness that goes into it. Because when you're mentally ill, and then you want to fucking be a caricature, you go, I'm going to say and do whatever it fucking takes to get attention, even if I have to become someone I'm not. And, and when I see that with every single fucking person that wants to aspire into the system, then yeah, it fucking kind of does become disheartening. You'll double down to show me and, and make me fucking more fucking sad about this world because you hate my fucking guts. But at the same time, like, don't think for a second. Like, you know, I'm, I'm mad for you in the sense that because sooner or later you'll wake up and you're going to fucking hate who you are. And it's going to be too much for you to fucking handle. You won't you won't you won't be you won't be happy constantly having to fucking laugh at every single fucking thing that fucking somebody fucking says. Like you know how sociopathic that fucking looks. Makes no fucking sense. The discourse is fucking, you know, getting out of control with the... Oh, but by the way, Mr. Russell... You know what's funny? Russell Bear will get fucking all this credit for calling out the mainstream media. But how come none of you guys... Okay, so if you have the balls to call out mainstream media, then you should definitely have the balls to call out some of the... I forgot the alt media is supposed to be the independent media, and they, they're the ones that are keeping the mainstream media honest, blah, blah, blah. But it's funny that Russell Brand, who fucking talks about how he called out, um, you know, the MSNBC and then brought up Joe Rogan and all that. It's funny how you, do, you don't have the freedom to call out fucking Bill Maher. So was there a contract you can't call Bill Maher, and now you're going on Steven Crowder's fucking show? Because, they, because the two issues that have aligned people to change their politics and become the conservative that they claim they used to fucking hate. The trans issue and the fucking COVID fucking issue. They all become Dennis Miller's, basically. It, it just it, it doesn't seem as bad because it doesn't seem as bad for, for them because every they, they think they're moving in a, they're moving in a common sense fucking phase when they're literally fucking also dumbing down the fucking shit that's going on. They're all having their meeting spot of when they all become Dennis Miller's essentially, and if you're a liberal, you become fucking Jay Leno basically. There's only fucking two options. I don't know. I'm sure there'll be some... 
there'll be some like major discourse about you know something something going. Four Americans were kidnapped in Mexico. Who knows if they were like you know used like because I, I always believe that the fucking DEA and all that shit, the government like your know, government Republicans or fucking liberals and all that kind of shit, they all ha- like they all have ties to fucking different gangs and different fucking uh, factions. So I do believe that you know the, the the fucking powers that be in the U.S. have a connection with the cartels. Like, they literally could have organized, organized this so that it seemed to be a problem so that it starts a fucking war between, like, invading Mexico and all that kind of shit. Since you're blaming China and Mexico for all the ills in the U.S., basically. But sometimes I think that, like, they'll make it seem like it was just four regular Americans. But what if, there's, like, like there's faction warfare going on? And what they call the fucking like um and and and, the, and like like some of these guys are like actual like mean that once you become a fucking prisoner you also then become like, in in this current news climate the way that they promote fucking celebrity now is by like some of these real life fucking things so if you get if the system chooses you to get fucking like you know as a sacrificial lamb you'll be used as fodder where then you become a fucking sports entertainer down the line like you'll have books made about it you'll be on talk shows you'll be on the news circuit constantly. But they have to traumatize you first. I, I, you know, it 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 would be entertaining if it wasn't so fucking tragic, right? But 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 of course you can't fucking you know say like that's a possibility because you have to think that everything plays out just randomly the way it does. Because if you admitted that things are designed to fucking happen, then it changes the trajectory of how things are fucking covered. It makes all these people who are covering shit look like complete fucking shitheads, and their whole personalities depend on being better than the mainstream media when they're now the mainstream fucking media who fucking knows and if it's not that then it's more mental it's I, it, it, the why, listen, if it's probably a mental impairment like you know like like if you look at my regular fucking rules you're like yeah you don't want somebody who's like 80 to, like, maybe, you know, if you're buying the kayfabe rules to run the fucking country. But because, like, these guys have, it, like, you know, connections to advancements, it's, it's, it's like they, it's, it's, it's like these, all, these guys all have fucking clones, and, like, now they're just using their clones that are, like, broken down, essentially. Even though, like, they'll always have, like, advancements to make them look younger, to, like, you know, get more advancements in their fucking brain or something like that. So, like, it just feels like mental impairment has become another gimmicked fucking thing that's going on. Where, like, you know, if it isn't that, you're, you know, you're, you're making, uh, you know, um, you're shitting, like, you're shitting on other fucking people that, like, I, I, get, I don't know where Marian, uh, Marianne Williamson fucking, a lot of alt-media people who are still respected, you know, are interviewing her. But then there's people that are fucking hating on her because, you know, on the surface, they'll use that she complimented the Democrats. It's like a lot of the stuff that's done on the surface is designed for people to form a narrative because you don't really know what they're doing behind the fucking scenes. You think that because you know about certain things that are supposed to be behind the scenes, that isn't behind the scenes. That's just as much on the fucking surface. It's to feel fucking narrative. They, you know, like the world is going to go in the direction that it fucking goes. And all we do is just fucking have more discourse around who's going to say the right things, who didn't say the right things, who said all the bad things. You know what I mean? And it, it, it goes nowhere. But like, you know, by, by design, the like, you know, uh, the press secretary 
and and Joe Joe Biden is like is kind of laughing. Um, Marion Williams Williamson being uh, you know it's supposed to make them look like idiots. I'm not saying Marion Williamson to get the fucking nominee or anything like that, but like it's like it's like supposed to be a cliche trope of the establishment. To, um, you know, shooting off other like you know, basically downplaying you know other people that might not be like of the same like of like you know the the, the cookie cutter establishment aesthetic basically. Even though everyone eventually becomes that. It's just now they're focused on funding people who seem like they're not the status quo, but like it's like the new status quo because they're going to advocate for some of the most mediocre shit. So I don't know what to take with Marianne Williamson. And you know what I mean? Like she seems kind of, I don't know, like I like what she said about reparations. Back, like a couple a couple of years ago, I don't know uh, what it was. I remember she was one of the people that are advocating for a debt that's owed. And I thought, that, hey, that's, that's a truthful fucking thing that, she, she, you know, but is that just talk or, you know, will she backtrack? Because that's what ends up fucking happening most of the time. That's like the basic fucking tropes. And people on the internet don't get sick of this fucking tropes. They rather give you a false illusion of them being more real about what's going on. Even though they're not telling you what's really going on behind the scenes. Like they know that people are going to... Like the main discourse is always that people are hypocrites. So why would, like, you know... I. Like, do I really give a shit if Chuck Schumer goes on Tucker Carlson or not? It's more sports entertainment. Oh, I'll go on your show if you admit, like, uh, that, you know, the election was not rigged at all whatsoever. And then people are calling him a coward. P- people that are taking the regressive side and know the res- know where the world is going and know that, you know, there's the likely going to be a right-wing fucking takeover. What they're called, like, it's easy for you guys to call people fucking cowards when you guys know what fucking side is going to m- m- win in-, in-, in the long run because they've been fucking tricking everybody. Again, my personal opinion, I don't, I don't know any, anything that I've said on here, you know, if it can't be proven, I don't, I don't know, it's just me spitballing my fucking theories. I, I know you're still gonna fucking monitor me and hate me and try to fuck with my life even more, I, I, I understand that. But every day it's the same fucking discord. Oh my god, can you believe Elon Musk, uh, you know, picked on a disabled employee? It's like, it's just every day it's like the the villains that exist are going to be exposed for more heel heat, basically. Picking on a disabled person, that's pretty much like you're very, very, it's very million dollar man-esque. Esque. Esque. Whatever. That's what I don't know. That's, that's what it is. You know, it's just more promoted uh, discourse. Like, look, they're gonna make Ashley Babbitt's mother a fucking character as well, and then you know, and then and, and of course the obvious discourse that what they called um, that what they called like talking like him talking uh, Donald Trump Jr. talking about what's justified in in, in killings and are are not. Listen, I don't like fucking the normalization of like advocating for um, people to fucking advocate for killing protesters and all that kind of shit. But the way that some of the people on the, on the right or post-left are representing it, you're acting like some of these people have... Like, I'm, I'm not advocating for anyone to fucking get shot or anything like that. But you're acting like some of these people haven't been funded to be like future memorial fucking tributes. Meaning that like it, it, it would be admitting that there's faction warfare going on and that the system on either side kind of makes sacrifices. 
And then, and, and, if, and if it turns out that they had to sacrifice one of them, like, to be a major figure, and, like, you know, what the cost was, so even if, like, the, the, the Capitol Police or the FBI are on Trump's fucking side, you're basically, like, to pretend that, to make it seem like you're opposing Trump, you'll advocate for that kind of thing, but, like, you should, like, mean that, like, it just shows you that, like, these funded people are in a faction warfare being like, like like when Nancy Pelosi comes out and I know you're, you you'll say oh it's just a out of touch thing to fucking say it's like so fucking stupid to say I mean, I'm 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 not disagreeing with you on that but when like you know they're showing you their true colors a little bit when they tell you like hey George Floyd thank you for your sacrifice it's like you know it's it's like they're taking insider insider fucking beef and faction warfare and they're generalizing it where the regular public is making it seem like these things are just some regular occurrence that wasn't designed to fucking go down the way it goes down. And that would be the most fucking scary because we're supposed to be moving into more of a civil war era. But, like, you know, we, you, you, you can't just let people actually fucking live. There has to be sacrifices, unfortunately. And, and, and they'll promote that themselves. And then I'm not supposed to take it fucking seriously. They'll literally do that, and then you're an asshole for fucking taking it seriously. So Donald Trump fucking, you know, Jr., you know, trying to interview Ashley Ashley Babbitt's mother. And, of course, this guy, you know, he's killed exotic animals, so him giving advice about what's justified in shooting and not is, like, you know, is going to get dunked on. But that's what Donald Trump Jr. exists for. He's, like, you know, another discourse fucking character. It's easy to just dunk on him, He'll, you know, as long as along they're getting engagement. But they don't want to promote that, what they call their social currency and, like, you know, like some, some type of equity for being engaged with online, even if you have to take an L. People will take, people are, are, are jobbing left and right so they can get attention, basically. Just like how, what they call Chris Rock specials called selective outrage right it's called selective outrage and yet people are having selective outrage about some of the things that he said when others fucking get uh, passed for saying worse so you re you know again so the, the michael jack i don't always say about michael jackson in this one whatever but he's been making fun of michael jackson for a long time and all that kind of shit so you know people are focusing on that it's like these specials now are designed for people to then be in the discourse to then, you know, it's, it's, it's like residual fucking discourse where you have things that are supposed to be going viral online, marketed to, uh, online, in my personal opinion, and then you have fucking people who are going to react and, and they'll get the residual discourse, like they'll do the media tours and all that kind of stuff or get interviewed or go on Instagram live and get attention by the shade room or something like that. People act like, you know, that, that there is an incentive for something to go viral because you're not disclosing what really is, what is a social currency and how much it means and how much like, that is more valued than the actual fucking physical money, basically. That's why you'll constantly have, you know, discourse about Blueface and Krishan. Is she pregnant or is she not pregnant? We don't know. And here's my theory about some of the Eminem discourse, okay? A lot of the anti... And again, this is not, this is not like me generalizing or anything. Like that. This is talking about delegations, and you know, especially in hip-hop, whatever. 
when Eminem was going a little bit more fucking to the woke side and he probably knew he'd have to probably be an undercover right wing fucking guy because all the entertainers now are going to go on the right wing side. So when Eminem tried to go woke, it went fucking uh, went wrong. And a lot of discourse around the 2010s, like especially in the 2015, 2016 era, was a lot of anti-Eminem sentiment of like any like like me, me, me that because some of the because like you know pro, pro um, in, in an overall sense there was a pro-black mentality going on because of all the fucking social justice stuff that's going on, catching attention. People, people who are in the hip hop delegation, like who, like you know, who might represent for the community, but you know, they, they have other attentions because they're in the system, just like every other delegation does. So, like, they would be orchestrating more anti Eminem sentiment, and then because, like, now I think Eminem kind of you know went to the fucking right wing fucking side. Now because. We're in an era where now, what are called any of, like, you know, uh, like, in, the two, in the 2015, 2016, if you just said something, re- like, in a general life, like, even though there's a valid p- opinion about Eminem getting where he is because he's white, because the establishment, like, wanted wanted him to fucking basically take over hip-hop to have a white face, like, I can believe that on a systemic fucking level they wanted that. But when you do a generalized thing, oh, he's white, so he has no place in hip-hop, blah, blah, blah. With the call, like, that would get you more over in 2015, 2016, when, like, you know, everyone was calling out, like, white supremacy, even if it was in a generalized fucking way. But now, because all the, uh, since the, since the, since the riot, since the fucking, you know, the uh, George Floyd riots and all that kind of stuff took place, it feels like anyone who's, like, you know, um, anyone who's, like, 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 Melly Mel, just in a generalized way saying, Eminem can't be great because he's white in the most generalized way. Now there's, like, pushback from people in hip-hop from 50 Cent to kind of defend Eminem more. And it means that, like... So to me... And because these guys are going more right-wing, it's showing you, to me at least, that Eminem is more on the right-wing fucking side now. And now that he he went in that direction, now they'll get random guys like Melly Mel... To do what would be popular with, with what, what what Lord Jamar was doing in the 2010s, which got fucking popular, to then uh, to then um, to then now it looks frowned upon because people are gonna push back against Eminem. You know they'll, they'll have uh, you know Fat Joe and uh, uh, what's his name Papoose defending Eminem now and all that. And I think because now it's gone more to the fucking right wing. I thought when they were calling out Eminem, they were trying gonna expose that. You know the the of what the system fucking wanted him to be and all that kind of stuff, but it always came off in a more generalized fucking way. So if if and the same people that used to be completely anti Eminem who are now gone more to the right wing, they don't even partake in the Eminem discourse anymore. It was it was like they it was like it was like they're canceling you and destroying your career to shake you down to go more to the right wing fucking side. Like, discourse is not just discourse. It's, like, all planned mentality type shit. The sooner people realize that, maybe, maybe you would understand how the fucking behind-the-scenes really fucking work. Not by what they promote. Like, here's an example of something that's going to um, probably... Have, like, I notice that the, the, uh, every couple of months, there'll be somebody t- talking about how Daniel, Brian Danielson, talks about penises a lot backstage. Right, we think, oh, it's hilarious. This guy is like, you know, talking about dicks and all that. Oh, good old Brian, whatever. But to me, because I keep planting that more and more, 
is it going to be revealed that Brian, like, did something fucking creepy or he's making people feel uncomfortable? Because eventually, like, it's like, okay, do, do we need a report that Brian talks about flaccid penises all the fucking time? Is, is that, like, a hint that maybe... By the way, when I was on Periscope and I was like, yo, I think people thought that, like, because, like, I, I frowned upon people being turned out in the fucking industry... That, like, and, and I, I wouldn't be the best to fucking say, say my opinion, kind of, in a way. So people would think that if anyone was, uh, anyone that was actually gay, that, like, that, that, that I was a fan of, that I wouldn't be a fan of them if they were gay. So these would be insiders. And also, some of the people, some of the wrestlers used to come into my Periscope. Not, like, you know, after the fact, where I can see their views, but some of the insiders would come under fake fucking accounts to basically argue, uh, like not argue with me, but tell me insider things without, like, me being able to fucking prove it. But when I was saying, oh, but Brian, oh, he had a good family and all that, and people were like, you know, Brian's gay. And I'm like, okay, well, if he is, I don't really give a shit. You know what I mean? He's a good fucking wrestler, he's an entertaining guy. But it just shows me, it, that just shows me that in show business, everybody has to have a kayfabe relationship. Whether you're in an open marriage or whether it's like a... a and, and, and the guy does fucking put out the... Like, mean that when you symbol, symbolically put out, like, you know, thing, like, things like, oh, I'm the beard. Like, what does the beard mean? So, like, you're, like, literally... Like, it, it, it's like how Eminem... Remember in, that, in the movie The Interview? Where Eminem's talking about how he gave a breadcrumb... A, a, a breadcrumb uh, uh, the last, the last like, his whole entire career, leading you to realize that he's actually fucking gay. It feels like Brian is doing the exact same fucking thing, if that makes sense. And it, 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 it didn't change my opinion on the fucking guy, you know what I mean? But it's like, it's, it's like they try to fucking plant these stories so that it eventually leads to something that's going to be established sooner or later. Like, is he going to reveal that he's a fucking... I don't know, because what they call, like, people then judge the workplace... Like how, uh, you know, a regular workplace is and how it's not appropriate. Even though, like, these institutions are like mafias. And they can literally joke about whatever the fuck they want. They don't play by your regular rule. But then you're going to, like, start going, oh, my God, Brian's kind of fucking creepy with how much he talks about it and all that kind of stuff. Because, like, they don't just plan that discourse for no fucking reason is what I'm trying to say. Um, again, and, and again, I'm not saying Brian is gay or any of that, but I mean he does like leave a breadcrumb uh, trail to make you believe that. Like, it's like, are you marketing him as coming out or something? I don't know. Other other ways to get fucking controversy fucking going. They got a. Uh, I mean, it, it looked pretty fucking funny, but like Liv Morgan was at the Knicks game, and she went viral because there was some guy that was sitting next to her talking to her. And she didn't seem to fucking give a shit. Uh, whatever. I'm sure they're in on it together. But, like, this is how they promote fucking, you know... This is how they promote fucking... Um, um, like, this is how you get in the discourse. You gotta be showing up at, uh, at different games. Like, that's why you have, like, Jay-Z and Denzel Washington arguing during the break or something like that. It's like, you know, sports entertainment way to fucking get you interested in some of the fucking things that are going on in the fucking game. It's not even about the fucking game now. It's about what's happening in the fucking crowd. That will make waves on the fucking internet. I mean, and I'm not knocking. I mean, good for her, man. Get some social equity, I guess. You know what I mean? But, like, don't think, oh, my God. Is it, this has to be real because I saw it in a game and she's not working. Even though, when you're, even when you're not in the fucking program you're on or in the institution you're on, you're always fucking working. You're always playing the character 24 fucking 7 now. 
By the way, you know, I, I noticed that fucking Fox keeps reporting on wrestling news here and there. It's obvious that both, because I, I feel like companies are fucking, you know, um, p- paid to, like, you know, cover certain things. So, like, AEW is showing that they're affiliated with Fox News by having, like, like you know, like them cover FDR, the Bucks doing interviews with them. But it's like everyone is eventually going to be right-wing anyways. Just no, no one's going to fucking admit it. This is why I, I kind of do want, I, I, I lean towards wanting to get away because I don't want to become a right-winger, sorry. I don't care if I'm, like, not, I, I'm the anti-villain. Like, being that, like, I try to be a decent fucking person, try to stand up for some fucking, stand up for some of the fucking good, but I'm a likable fucking person in that regard because a lot of people that are running things are, like, it's, like, you know, evil fucking shitheads who want to regress more. And because they're mad that I'm mentally stronger and not regressing and being bought off by the fucking luxuries and all that kind of shit, they get fucking mad at me for being more and more, having more, trying to have more morals. While they continuously show me that they're fucking bending over to billionaires. And what? With the clothes. Like, it, 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 it must not be a fucking sophistic, uh, a fulfilling life if you're getting, if, if you're so fulfilling, you wouldn't even care if someone's not going down that direction either. The fact that you you get mad at me for you know not wanting to go down that direction, it, it it just it just shows me who you guys really are. Like I don't I, I don't give a shit. I don't I don't I don't, I don't even want to be alive this fucking long anyway. I never wanted to. There's always something iffy. About, I, I might not have the, the, the best way to art, articulate it. But I can always tell that there was fucking impending doom in the fucking future. Why would I want to fucking be here? Literally everyone has gotten fucking worse. And I don't think anyone's going to get fucking better. Especially with how mentally ill this fucking world is. We're an unwell fucking society. And people don't care about how more unwell they'll get because they get noticed by their favorite celebrities. You'll prostitute yourself just to get fucking noticed by these celebrities. It is what it is, man. I don't know. Learn how to live before it's too late. Da, 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 da. Blah, 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 blah. Let me, let me play a song and take me out. You got those restless eyes, there's heavy distraction, there's no compromise with you. I don't know. I don't know. You know what? I know I've been playing this song a lot, I might as well fucking play it again. I love this song too. Not learn how to live. You can probably guess. That was good. Dead letter. I don't know. I, the song, I don't know, for me, is addictive. Man. Life. The seventh for the cake, bejeweled with sacrilege. The eighth new sauce, exciting body, mercy of 
Lessons all too badly pissed The parchment read by all of us Sometimes we're yearning Force oneself to sing God is all one Jeez Jeez, that's a binge Back with, I'm back with like mini recaps of shit. Alright, let me go over uh, last week's impact first. I'll go again. I'm going over a lot of this is fucking quick, you know what I mean? I say it, but you know, I I, 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 I want to do full recaps, but uh, Morrissey Machine Guns and Bay and Austin made the. the um, well, but, like, yeah, Morrissey Machine Gun and Bane Austin face. Bane Austin made a declaration for why they're the best team, how long they've been grinding, and how they debuted in this very building. Morrissey Machine Guns came on to tell them how long they've been doing it. You know, they've been doing it since, like, they were, like, you know, n- not even, like, you know, born or whatever the fuck it is. Like, that kind of spiel. It was a decent promo, but then in the main event, Ace and Bay won it. I like that they won, but I've seen them lose multiple times going for the titles. That's one thing about Impact I dislike that they think that it will mean shit if the team that they lost, that lost multiple times finally actually win. Like with Masha, like they did all this good work to build up her, but she loses some of like the like the some of the latest biggest matches that she's been doing, and it fucking puzzles me. But the main event was really solid. I hope uh, Ace and Bay get a good run with them. They're personally my favorite team of Impact right now. I wonder if Dave Finley will make a presence known since he's now the Bullet Club member. A leader, now he's a leader. I think he's, him doing a couple of days with Impact will allow him to further get his character over for the American audience, for, you know, for the, for the new push. I, I haven't been keeping up with the New Japan show. I really think I, I should cancel my subscription because when there is a show I want to watch, it's normally behind a fucking paywall separately. And, you know what I mean? I don't, and I don't want to pay extra. And then when they do... Uh, you, oh, you got to wait for it. But then when they're doing a New Japan Cup, I still can't keep up with everything. But being be, be, but being an impact for Bay and Austin, like, you know, like they feel like the freshest member of Bullet Club to me. That, that I still think are really entertaining character-wise. But anyway, it's a really solid team, and I just hope Ace and Bay, you know, get to have a good run with it. Shane Haste cut a promo. It was not like the great, that great, but it was like you know, just good to get some mic work done. It was cool to see him on Impact. He lost to Mike Bailey. It was a really good match. Swan got into a conversation with Raj Singh, who was paying the cameraman to keep it on, keep it on Swan while he was being interviewed. I, I mean, exactly the best swallow up for Swan. Whenever I put Swan, and I fucking do a typo. I put Swana. 
Um, another best follow up for Solana. Um, you know, but 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 he is showing more aggression, I guess. So I mean, there was a design segment where Alan Angel thinks Sammy Callahan is infiltrating the group, and then Rhino gets in their face, goes over what the design did to him, and he doesn't want to happen to Callahan. And Callahan gets in his face, and Rhino says he'll beat some sense into him. I mean, good tie-ins, and we know those history, right, right? But apparently, you know, it's the it's, it's it, apparently they're gonna move. Dina said they're gonna move on to the next step. I guess I don't know what the fuck that is, but you know, um, Kenny King beat Kevin Knight pretty decent, pretty good match. You know, it was good to get Kenny King a fucking victory. Josh cut a promo about facing Macklin next. They showed footage of him in a Kushida submission. I don't know if he tapped while the other person, the multi-man from the New Japan Battle of the Valley match, tapped. But he's gonna challenge uh, Time Machine, and he'll get two part. I think this is gonna be for the Impact with the New Japan show. I could be wrong, unless he's fa- unless he's facing Kushida at the Impact versus New Japan show, and the next pay per view and, and that's coming this month for Impact will be that match. I don't I don't know, or maybe it happens again. I I forget when it's gonna happen. Bully uh, Santino is giving an update on on Tommy Dreamer and Bully Ray is making making sure uh, he Billy shot on Tommy Dreamer not being okay and he'll make sure that it, and if he is okay he'll make sure he's not. But Pinder gets in his face and tells him off for hurting Dreamer, someone who's like you know very well respected. Bully tells him no one's gonna know uh, what his name is in ten years um, to Bupinder. and then you know he tries to get the officials try to get get a hold of him, but then Bully slaps him and then walks away. Giselle makes it known that she wants to challenge Mickey, but she tells her she already beat her. But I mean, but but but, but then she says it was a different Giselle, not this one. Whatever. I don't, I don't I don't know how Savannah with this act is going to work out because I would have rather I would have rather done her you know her own I would have rather heard her do her own singles push. Um, but maybe being associated with this act will let her feel comfortable in the group to get more reps on the mic and work her character. I guess. I, I think the match is going to happen next week. Uh, well, this week. Moose wants to help Brian Myers win the championship from Joe Henry to humiliate him, basically. Jordan Grace tells Santino whoever wins the title match, she's invoking her rematch clause. Swinger is given the match sometime if he can win. Uh, he'll give a title match if he can um, win the next match, basically, because he can't do 50 or whatever. Eddie Edwards cost PCO the, the title. I think the title match with Trey Miguel, for, you know. But anyway, he, PCO won by DQ. Now that we have PCO doing the shtick that made him popular in the second run that he's had, in like you know the second like you know the second chance at like in the industry, his character comes off better. It was always kind of weird having a rebel group that is on a human level, and then you have PCO just being there, kind of you know. But now he's kind of shining, even if I'm not completely into this feud. But it's 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 a, it's a, it's a PCO's character is a lot better in this in this setting now than it was when he was with fucking you know honor no more. He, he didn't really fit the group. I'll go over Raw quickly. I'm not going to... Again, I don't want to do full recap. People online have to realize that a lot of accounts who have sh- uh, shilled for the system in other ways, your opinions on storylines in WWE don't mean as much. Maybe when AEW was fresh, but since a lot of people have showed you know, the true colors, I don't take their opinion on some of the booking seriously because they're being paid to rebel. And then you have people online who are overly praised WWE with this whole, this is cinema I really don't give a shit if it's cinema, pro wrestling. It can all be a lot of fucking things. It just feels like there's too much forced controversy and drama. People online think the online narrative is the right one, while they make it seem like they are, you know, anti WWE, but are concerned enough with who writes for it and pile on a woman, on the woman writers. If they didn't care, then why would you fuck with someone's life like that? You know what I mean? It's, it's hard to take seriously when people are still shilling for WWE's feeder system companies. 
in my personal opinion. All, all I'm saying is hard. It's it, all I'm saying is hard to take seriously about sports entertainment. This company, when people online are now becoming sports entertainers, about their, a lot of their views. So because Sammy and the Bloodline and Starline is, is going towards where people, where it was going to go, now people will shit on the tag team title situation. People never actually want tag teams propped up. I feel like people who are more in line with Vince, I feel like those people are more in line with Vince's mindset of tag team wrestling not being important. Like there's criticisms to, you know, ta- to the division in WWE that I'll always make. The most important, but, but, but the most important tag team right now who had the, both titles being in a storyline with them when they've done a good fucking job becoming much more polished as characters is supposed to be something bad, I guess. It's supposed to play out the way that it plays out. Even if the if the if they leak online that Vince doesn't see Sammy as a star, since Vince is making his way back more and more, they're going to drag this shit out for so fucking long, even though we know the fucking answer of why he's back. But I'll say this episode is okay, other than a few things. I'm not really excited for this product for the build. I thought the promo segments were actually pretty decent for the most part. Not all of them. We see the bloodline arrive, only Heyman, Jimmy, and Solo. Heyman tells them they need to solve the Sami Zayn problem. And even if Jay doesn't show up at all, it's Jimmy's problem. He says Solo will take care of the Kevin Owens problem. Owens and Solo had a good match. I don't know if Solo technically lost his Jimmy interfering because they call the DQ. But I guess they can, uh, but I, but I, you know, I, I guess like he technically lost, but I guess they can say he never got pinned, right? It was what you expect from these guys. These guys do, you know, again, like, you know, Solo's good about it. Like, I like Solo, but I just see his interaction way too much. But I guess when the characters are over, people are forgiving of seeing the match again. Because if, it, if, if it's a non-finish, then you'll give, it'll serve for another match or some shit. They were going to lay him out on the table for Solo to do this running splash. But Sammy thwarted the, and beat up Jimmy, and he fended off Solo with a chair. Sammy stuck his hand out to help Owens, but Owens just left without any of that. I feel like Cody's going to be the one who gets them back together. I know it's WWE, so we can't give credit on the surface, but the way they're tying in the main event storyline together with this, maybe they'll like have the common good of like, you know for their appreciation on Dustin or something. Now, this doesn't officially happen just yet, but we see Owens talking to Cody in the background, considering Co- you know, and considering Cody made the same in the, in the episode. It'll be a good build to incorporate all the storyline, you know. People won't give it props because we can't just appreciate just storyline elements no matter what company is doing them. The internet always has to be given the false narrative even if they think they're speaking against the company. Sammy did cut a promo with Owens backstage basically doing the spiel of like they don't have to be friends or get along. They can take the bloodline. They can't face the bloodline alone. He, and he knows because he was part of it. He sounds like me whenever I had to mention I was part of Stern Show. Owens tells him that he's been doing it for months. He's aware Sammy was in the bloodline because this is the building where he did it to him, basically, where he turned it with, uh, uh, you know, Hell in the Cell. No, War Games, sorry, War Games, sorry, series. He basically tells Sammy to go back to Reigns and stroke his ego. I'll, I'm waiting for Sammy to snap and air out his grievances about Owens doing what he's done his entire career that helped push Sammy to that point. Sammy cut another one about how the person who had his back, which is Jimmy, is trying to end him, and he has to beat Jimmy. Heyman gave another pep talk to Jimmy about him solving the Sammy issue even more. If he if it's solved, Jay um, and Jay isn't back. Jimmy's going to be the one who gets blamed, not Solo or Heyman. These guys are so good with this, it feels like you know this is natural because everyone behind the scenes is a piece of shit on some level. It's like they expose how these people with that mindset actually behave. Sammy and Jimmy had a decent match, and then Jay did show up um, by the gate entrance, you know, in the crowd. 
and Jay ultimately lost by a roll-up, but this is where it gets good. I assume we would get an element on Raw, but then the climax would happen on SmackDown. Normally they do that, right? But Jay came to the ring to embrace his brother. He goes outside, and he stands with Sammy. They had hug. Everyone fucking loses it. It was really fucking loud pop, too. I think you got a bigger reaction than John Cena showing up, showing up, in my personal opinion. They both put their fingers in the sky and tells Jimmy to join them. And then Jay super kicks him. I didn't know how he was going to do it because he was right by his side. And then Jay screams about how he's not choosing Sammy over his family. And I guess Jay's only doing this because he knows what Reigns would do to Jimmy. He's been he's being beaten down, so he manipulated him back, basically. And then Solo joins into the beatdown, and then Cody comes out to save, and then they kind of back away from him. But if they're going to include Sammy in this build, and this is some group effort to watch each other's backs, it'll be pretty decent. This is better than randomly having Gallows and Anderson in Cody's corner because of the Bullet Club shit. But this is probably the highlight. I'm surprised they even let the reveal happen here. But I hope Cody can, like, help mend the fence between Sam, Sammy and Owens, where they air out their grievances and it feels like a big moment, I guess. So this was a good angle. We saw Cody before when Cena roasted Theory and he left and then he made an introduction for Cody to saying that like, it didn't really go anywhere. Apparently Cody in real life asked Cena if you'll have a, have a match against him when he won the title. And Cena said he doesn't have many of them those left, which means it'll probably happen. This is part of the storyline, even if it's real life discourse. I don't want to recap full promos, but Cena basically roasted Theory by doing, you know, one of his burial promos. And I know people will complain because it's like it, it's like he never left basically, right? But I don't think most online fans will give a shit because people don't like Theory because of the Discourse wrestler. It reached of catering to the internet. But this is probably done in a better way than most of those 2010 burials, you know. I think it's exciting when you do shit like this, but the person getting shit on has to get something out of it to step up on the mic. But it was funny because Cena mentioned how the Theory's matches have WWE adding sounds to his matches. He doesn't want to have a match with them. It wasn't all just a burial. There was some encouragement to the character. The people don't believe in theory as much as Cena because as Cena does because he doesn't believe in himself. He doesn't f- feel natural. He doesn't know who he is. He points out theories in the ruthless aggression phase of his career, and that's not a good because that almost got him fired. It really didn't. They need folklore, even though they knew he would be the guy. But Cena was correlating. He didn't believe in himself. Listen, people are not going to believe in theory anyway, so you might as well make this shit fucking interesting. It's a good test for theory for to you know to fire back. Basically, Theory has no soul, but what are you saying? Theory uh, made a bald joke on him. Cena thinking he'd fuck with him even more about the fucking, you know, the... He, this is where he mentioned the, you know, the fucking, you know, making cloud noises. And and, then he, and Theory makes note about the... Like, the Theory's material wasn't that great. Like, never give... Saying Cena never gives up. How Cena gave up on not accepting the challenge, basically. He made a case for with the hustle, the respect, and the loyalty is. Cena says he'd rather be bald than piping fake crowd noise. Who's to say that they haven't always did that with certain times anyways? But this is one of those promos where Cena was basically shitting on Theory and then kind of shitting on WWE in some way. So Theory's not ready, which is why he didn't accept. If Cena wins, he's like, he's done. If Theory wins, then Theory is still done. Says so that the crowd eat him alive next week, the week, the day afterwards. Says so that Theory's name is a, is a, is a, he has the best name because in Theory, he should be what every exec wants, but no one cares. People talk about how this will bury theory, but it's one of the best. Cha- it's one of his best challenges to really bring it on the mic. He needs to up his game. He then introduced Cody as someone who people care about and who's going to go for the world title. Lashley cut a fucking promo on Bray and Bray symbol flashed. I don't care about the sorry, you know, it's it, it just for the discourse program. <clears throat> 
they book the they book for the internet. People don't people don't want to realize it. So it's like it's not even fun shitting on these errors because they do them on purpose. Mela and Chelsea had a common bond where they were getting along. I think this match was supposed to be if Molina, if uh, no, not Molina, Mela wins, she would be added to a title match. I just should making that case, but it didn't work out. I would have, been, I wouldn't have been surprised if they did though, you know. But Bianca win the win the match. Chelsea and Mela, you know, attack her, you know, attack her afterwards. And Oscar makes a save. She missed Chelsea. I'm sure there'll be a tag match at some point. I'm not really feeling this bill for this Mania match. I'm sure the match will be good. There's a segment where, where Miz had a Miz TV segment for Logan and Seth. Logan actually embracing being a heel works wonders. Seth wanted to fight him now. Logan doesn't want to do it for free. And he's hinting at it. Miz says he can work something out because he's the host. Seth eventually just throws him out and brawls with Logan. Miz helps, and Logan gets a knockout punch, but the commentators like, were not aware of the it would be a punch. They thought it was a slap or something like that, but it's a decent segment. It was like you know, it was a little overproduced promo segment, but at least Logan was playing the right role in kayfabe, even though he's always designed to be a fucking heel. Even when the company tries to tell you that he's a baby, uh, baby face, they know people will shit on him. It'll probably be one of the best matches at Mania, most likely. Ali got Dolphin match with Omos. He was in the crowd holding signs, like it's a mock him, basically. Omos beat him. MVP cut a promo to hype up the match, basically, you know what I mean? The promo was fine, but I'm just not, I'm, I'm not really into Brock versus Omos. Maybe, you know, they can change my, my opinion. The Maximum middle, Male Model Agency was with Corbin. Uh, he, wants to, he wants a modeling contract. He wants help with a modeling contract. They were enamored with Otis, who was distance away with Gable. And Max said if he can, like, win his match, he can get a contract, basically. And then Corbin lost to Gable. I mean, this was probably for, you know, this was payback for Shorty G. Gable said that on social media. It was a fine match. Good to see Gable actually get a win over someone. Gargano beat Balor because Edge cost him the match. And he cut a promo afterwards about how they both cost each other matches. They should have won. That they shouldn't have lost, basically. Obviously, saying a Mania match. Loomis got involved when Priest was trying to get involved, I guess. Nikki beat Nevin with a roll-up for some reason. I didn't care about this either. Boogs is getting advice from Elias. And then he has to wrestle himself to really learn instead of taking notes. So he tells, he tells Boogs to go challenge Bronson, who's standing over there talking with somebody, to a fight. And he can't repeat it. Repeat my words. I want to challenge you to a fight. And then you see Boogs talk to him in the distance. And then I thought that you're gonna see like you know like uh, uh, Booze get fucking beat up in the in the background, but then then but Booze apparently told Bronson Elias wants to fight him because then Bronson came to confront Elias, which was I thought it was I I thought that this was pretty fucking funny. We had a Top Gun spoof with Miz and Maurice again. This, aesthetically, it was decent, but the material for these are not there. Then we had a segment with Trish, Lita, and Becky and Damage Control. Basically, they set up a six-person tag match for Mania. I guess Ronda and Shayna are not going to be on Mania card unless Ronda and Shayna win the title before that. But Dakota and Io didn't seem happy with B- that Bailey accepted this. I mean, whatever happened, I'm sure Dakota and Io are going to turn on Bailey after this match. Trisha had to do a callback to her promo in Toronto about Bailey never shutting her mouth and she's going to pay for it, whatever. It felt emptier than what it should have been considering the talents involved. It was not a bad show, but I'm glad I don't watch this shit live. And then let me do NXT. Tony D'Angelo, uh, Tony D'Angelo beat Dijak in a jailhouse match. You had to lock your opponent in a cage. I've been liking Tony and Stack's dynamic more th- than this Dijak character. Tony hesitated to slam the door closed when Dijak had Stacks in a chokehold in it. They gave Dijak the advantage, but Stacks sacrificed himself again when he got in the way of the door slamming, and Tony eventually wins. Let me march to this, but I'm sure Stacks will eventually take exception to this, to this eventually that he's constantly sacrificing himself for it. I never would have thought Cole Carter would, um, 
I would have thought Cole Carter would have had a better trajectory in AEW. Too bad, like, you know, but the factory has been disbanded, apparently. But it's weird that Stax is the one who seemed better off and has upped his game as a character more than Cole Carter has. Briggs was there to talk to Kiana about Jensen not being on the like being the same and is clocking the matches. He's still distracted about what's going on. She says she'll call him. She says she's like you know, everything is fine, whatever, and all that. And then uh, you know he thought Jensen gave her flowers over there, but Kiana was secretive about it and put the card in her day planner. So you're supposed to assume that she's still cheating or whatever. Briggs tells Jensen that things are good. Kiana will call her. Mention the flower that Jensen possibly gave her. Jensen didn't know anything about it, but he didn't care because he decided about the call. So now Fallon doesn't trust Kiana and thinks that she was right. This is, horrible. This is like horrible sitcom level stuff. Gallus and Pretty Deadly had their confrontation. I'm not, I'm not really into this. I don't know. Their feud on NXT was a lot better, but Gallus lured them into the ring and Pretty Deadly got beat up. There was a liar promo about what she planned on doing in NXT. Uh, Dragunov cut a promo about JD getting in his head in the mind game. I mean, this was pretty indecent, like the way they, they shot it, too. They showed Dragon Lee in the crowd. I, I was, I'm going to assume he will challenge Wes to a title, a title at Stand and Deliver. Cause, but Wes is doing another one of those open challenges next week. He cut a promo about like how crazy people are trying to get at him for the challenge whatever. Axiom wanted a shot. You know, he states his case about why he didn't get one. And Wes says if he can make it there because now, you know, because the previous week everyone was brawling. So I'm sure Dragon Lee will probably face him most likely. I thought Dragon Lee might face Grayson Waller as a HBK surprise, but Creed and Braun beat Indu Share. This was a really good match. Sangha ended up taking the pin. I don't know who, what else you can do with Indu Share now, but this was like a good match. I thought, you know, maybe they, they, they'd beat the Creeds. Creeds and Braun had a good chemistry together. I think Brutus was the one who got the pin with his, like, you know, his, uh, you know, his cannonball thing. Mello was on commentary. Braun did a promo later in the ring to call out Mello. Not a physical angle, but just a way to establish that they'll face each other. And Braun did put over Mello. Mello did as well. They both scared each other's matches all the time. Um, Braun was disappointed whenever someone would interrupt him and their music played and it wasn't Mello. I like this a lot because it's clear they've been keeping these two strong since the rebrand of NXT. And now we get two people who have been benefited the most in this era of NXT to face off each other. And I really hope Melo wins the title. Waller and HBK had a good confrontation. Waller was putting down NXT and how they're, on, they're always in the same place. Who's really going to make it to the main roster, etc. He's like going on. He's talking about how he doesn't want to be in NXT or whatever. And all that. He took jabs. HBK only having a job because Hunter got fucking ill. And it was, it was a decent showdown. He challenged HBK to a match. HBK kind of yells at him to like talk him, you know. And the person who will face him is Gargano, which is a good callback because the history there. So the last time we saw Gargano on NXT was him being attacked by Waller, basically. But he's someone who can defend the honor of NXT, I guess. He came out and attacked Waller. I thought it was, was going to be HBK getting Dragon Lee to face him. But this was dope. It's just, it's just a one-off match. Most, like, most likely a one-off match. When people think Gargano's back there forever. It sucks that we're all happy that he's back on NXT instead of flourishing on the main roster, which is an indication for the online kayfabe that Vince is truly back. Uh, juicy, ju- juicy. Gigi beat JC uh, and JC at JC Jane attacked, and so we're probably getting a rematch. I would have had a DQ finish our non no contest of JC getting beat or whatever, but it was it was not, it was not that great of a match. Maybe the rematch will be. I don't know. Bate is teaching Thea how to do to calm down, do some meditation. Chase is getting ready for his match with uh, with uh, with uh, Gacy, and Duke tells Bate that he isn't buying his snake oil that he's selling. Gacy beat Chase. It was a pretty good match. And Thea, like, like he was distracted by Thea getting confident to tell Ava off that she's not scared, 
and then and then and then so he got beat, and then afterwards, after after Chase um sorry Duke goes over how the institution is a bloody joke, and they gave someone an award for winning a first match. This is still one of my favorite uh, storylines in this brand. Uh, you know, yeah, Ayla and Alba, you know, cut a you know cut a promo about Kaden and Katana, not really giving shit about this angle either, really. Roxy had a good promo for the match uh, against Miko. Miko like took her to a limit, but Roxy won. I kind of forwarded afterwards to see Roxy knocked down. I thought OG Miko turned heel, and I thought they were redoing Sean, but but they're redoing Sean in '95 where she where she collapses because she was pushed to a limit. I was ready for the online right wing in wrestling to claim that she took the vaccine. That's why she fucking fainted or something. But this was a weird angle to do. But I don't know where you can go from here. But this match was cool as hell. One of Roxy's better performances. But how can you have a bad one in the ring with, you know, with Mako Satomura, basically? But I'm confused where the angle will fucking go. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's just weird. Anyways, uh, this is a shorter podcast. I, I guess because I did a podcast on Tuesday and published it then. And then, because normally I do stuff stuff on on Tuesday. And then compile some stuff on Wednesday for the recaps and all that kind of stuff. But because I'm not putting as much effort into the, doing the recaps and just going over it kind of briefly. And I still undecided at 6.36pm if I'm going to fucking do full recaps for AEW. Because I don't like the online fucking rhetoric that goes on. I think it's complete and utter shit. If you ask me. Yeah. I don't know. It just, it just gets, I, I do. I, 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 like, I don't care if FDR comes out now. And you know what I mean? Like, and that, that, that shouldn't be the feeling that you. Like, I mean, I, and I hope all the people that pumped up the internet discourse. I hope you're happy that you made people not want to fucking uh, not see these fucking guys anymore. Because, like, you know, you you can accuse others of being like, oh, these people are like WWE fans, but a lot of you are like fucking what the WWE shows or anti-WWE were doing. You know, the, the people that would always be anti-WWE for the online narratives to ruin people's good time so that was a call they can still get fucking secret fucking uh, um, um, tickets to go on because you're supposed to go on with the narrative of the, 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 uh, of the company sucking, basically. Because people are just not allowed to enjoy shit for what it is, really. Everything has to be online fucking discussion with it, so... But, but keep in mind, like, like, like a lot of you that are doing that, a lot of you are actually, like, purposely ruining, you know, like, anyone fucking wanting to watch it. Because, like, if this is the kind of fandom that's, that's involved with the, wrestling, with the wrestling fandom, I don't want to be, an, I, like, I wouldn't want to be involved with this. So that's why I'm, I'm debating right now if I should fucking give in. I know I will fucking end up giving in. I always end up fucking giving in. Whenever it comes to fucking wrestling, I always end up fucking giving in. I hate that shit. I was so hell bent fucking the last couple of days. I'm like, oh, I'm 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 not gonna watch it. This, you know, what I mean, because again, like, I'm not going to WrestleMania. It's probably gonna be depressing for me. I always get depression during this time when you know, you know what I mean, and it, it gives me 2019 flashbacks and shit. When I really lost my fucking cool because I knew the I knew that the industry was fucking with me because of uh, the Roman Reigns shit, basically. 
I, I got, like, that year I got severely punished and they funded, like, Stern Show and, and like, the wrestling world, they funded fucking all-out fucking, you know, harassment campaign of me to tear me down mentally. And I'm supposed to fucking forgive some of the people who helped partake in that. They think they can get away with it constantly. They'll hear this and then they'll, you know, feel, obviously talk shit about me because that I, I, I'm, I'm one person that they can all blindly fucking hate together. Once I'm fucking out of the picture, then they'll fucking eventually be sick of each other and they'll turn on each other and it'll, it'll implode. And because you're already showing your true... Like, me, that when you guys show your true worst traits, when you're going against me, keep in mind that everyone that you're doing that with is keeping note that of, of what your tactics are because then you're going to do that to them eventually. And none of you are going to try... It's going to implode. So even, even if you do get the best of me and you fucking, you know, ultimately eliminate me, like, your fucking world's still going to implode eventually. It never ends good for anybody, so... Don't take, don't take fucking pleasure in, oh, can I be a future opponent? Can I be opposite? Because there's a lot of people that fucking hate me that will fund, that will fund a lot of people to basically oppose me, essentially, to represent for it. And I might, I, I might as well go at the people that are funding it. Why would I go at the fucking representatives who are wannabe, wannabe, cookie-cutter people that bend down and fucking get their man pussies grabbed by their fucking billionaire rapist buddies and all that type of shit? Well, why would I fucking give a shit what you have to fucking say? What, because you have a fucking group chat that tells you you're fucking hilarious? And if they don't, you'll fucking, like, cry. And yet you'll fucking, you know, take millions of jabs against me because you fucking, like, deep down fucking hate my guts. I, you know, I don't need that in my life, really. And it just shows you what, what people would do to, f- to be, al- be aligned with entertainment institutions. And, it, like, I, I really don't want to be around a lot of these fucking people, but they're always going to be vultures in my fucking life, essentially, you know. Whatever. Anyways, peace out.